You're listening to the RFWP Podcast with your host, Lois McNair and Emily Lewis, where you'll find candid conversations, transparent faith, encouragement, the occasional sarcasm, and a whole lot of grace as they share their walk with Jesus. Here's today's episode. Welcome, friends, to this week's episode of the RFWP, where we are seeking truth and finding God's heart. Hi, Lois. Hi, Emily. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. I'm just excited so to good. be sitting, sitting down and recording with you. I am, I'm so ready. Oh, I'm so glad. Girlfriend, you have had a week up in your house. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we have we have chicken pox in our house. Not just one of you. No, no, no. Three, three of the littles have had chicken pox. And we were kind of hoping, <laughs> not because we wanted her to be miserable, but we were kind of hoping the fourth one would get it. So you would be like one and done. <laughs> right. It would have been nice. But I guess if the, if she gets it in a couple weeks, it'll be kind of nice because she's the baby and then... <laughs> She'll need all of the attention. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, it's probably a good thing that you didn't have all four girls with it. Right. I already felt, right. I already felt really spread thin. Yes. I got a text from you one day and you're like, you know, everybody's needing me every day. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody every day. Yeah. And this is, it's Interesting because we, I get in the routine of needing my quiet time in the morning. Cause that's, that's my time. I get up mm-hmm. early and I spend an hour or two doing my exercises and reading and praying and journaling. And to not have that is good for me because it reminds me that God is present in my, all of my everyday. <laughs> like, mm. It's not just yeah. this connection in the morning. He's with me all of the time. Yeah. So while it's hard and I'm glad to have it back, like this morning, I, I got my quiet time again, but it's just good to remember. Okay. So can I, let me ask you this because some of our listeners may not know what you mean by your quiet time. Mm. Yeah. So what does that look like for you? For me, it changes often, but right now it looks like grabbing my journal and just starting to talk. And usually it turns into talking to God and asking him what he wants me to do. And just kind of, I don't know, talking through my day, whatever's on my heart, whatever's worrying me. And then I, then I usually go to my Bible, just read until I get something that stands out and try to chew on it. And then I read uh, a book right now. I'm reading God speaks your love language by Gary Chapman. Oh, I love that book. When we were together, we talked about that book. And I love that book because it just it just puts so many things in perspective for me about my relationship with God and how, you know, I'm a lot, you know, in the your love language with God is um I connect to him through worship most quickly, which is not good grammar, but you understand what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So it's I guess the part that's taken me the longest to get over with my quiet time is that I'm not just digging, looking for some big new thing. Yeah. 
I like to study the Bible and I don't mm-hmm. have as much time to do that uh, mm-hmm. as I like. So my quiet time is more just spending time with God because my love language is quality time. So it's not just digging in. And I really love to learn new things like verses that were taken out of context and just my mind be blown by, <laughs> wow, this is what this actually means. Right. Um, isn't isn't so much of what my quiet time looks like right now because I just need that stillness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. And I noticed on your social media this week, you talked about um, a little bit how you just, you're asking God what he wants you to do today. And you're expecting this big, huge announcement (laughs) and epiphany. And he's just like, be where your feet are, you know, just stay where you're planted. This is what I've got you doing today. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So how has your week been? It's been good. It's been a good week. We finally got done with the cold. And I, you know, I'm originally from the North, so I don't mind the cold. But where I live, you know, just 15 minutes north of the beach, if it's going to be cold down here, I deserve some snow. (laughs) I have no use for cold weather if I'm not going to get a little bit of snow with it. It's nice this week. Um, Actually, it got up to 70 a few days. So that was really, really nice. But I don't think that everybody jumped on with us to hear me talk about the weather. So there is another W word besides wonder that we want to talk about today. There is, and it is, it's not weather. It's not wonder. And it is worth your worth. Yeah. Girl, get us going. (laughs) I can't wait. So last week after our first episode dropped, we got a really kind uh, tweet. And at the end of this tweet, Caleb said, I pray that it will be a help to all the ladies out there who were treated like less than. Hmm. And I, I thought, I want to talk about that. I want those women who feel like they've been treated as less than to know their worth and their value. Cause Uh, It just breaks my heart that anybody has been treated like second rate. What was really cool was that that tweet was coming from a guy. (laughs) You know, it wasn't coming Mm -hmm. from another woman because we would expect that. We would expect, you know, for, for women to be supportive of women. But this was coming from a guy. And I love that because it just is another reminder that there are men that understand and that and that get that as far as what a woman's worth and to be treated, um, treated well and, and all of that. I just, that just meant a lot because there are a lot of men out there, but as you know, over this last year or two, we're hearing from guys that do not understand the, the worth of a woman and, and do not speak healthy about it. I guess is the only way I can <laughs> right. say it. Yeah. In this conversation, we don't want to ever make it sound like we think all men are like this. We just want to talk to the women who have felt uh, less than. And honestly, when I asked 
in the Facebook group for stories and experiences around this. Like it was not just women. It right. There are so many situations in life that beat us up and make us feel like yeah. we're not as valuable or not as worthy to be called God's children or be in his right. presence. Right. I'll tell you, you know, it, it, I love how the Holy Spirit puts things together. You know, you um, talked about, you text me and you were like, I really think that we need to talk about people feeling less than and not understanding their worth in Christ. Um, and I love that. And then the next day I got an email about what my pastor was going to be preaching about that Sunday. And he was preaching about sons and daughters mm-hmm. and man, was it just like, to me, it was a, a confirmation that what the Holy Spirit had put on your heart was exactly what we needed to. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So I just want to read kind of some ideas. We won't get into all of this today. Uh, I just okay. want to I want people to feel seen. Like we know that there's so many different ways that you can feel uh, like you don't have as much value, Uh, but today we'll, we'll probably focus on one or two, depending on how the conversation goes. But sure. If you're single, I heard that story, or if you're divorced, Mm. especially, Mm -hmm. uh, and ableism, which is just the value of somebody who, uh, is able to do more in their physical body. And mm. All our uh, giftings and our callings are so different and unique and not valuing our achievements or what we're physically capable to do above um, that of someone who maybe has a physical disability or a handicap is one way uh, that that can inadvertently we can value, value people less. Um, yeah. I think we put that we, we, as a society, we put that on people Yeah, because like, okay, here's an example. So when you go to a gathering, you go to a party, you go to dinner, you go spend time with people, you know, you're meeting somebody for the first time. Um, our question to them isn't, um, well, who are you? Tell me something really neat about yourself. Tell, you know, our first question is, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And when you walk into the church world, it is really set up on, in a lot of ways, it's set up on where people are serving or what their giftings are, like you said. And we have fallen into that in, in the body of Christ of, of actually, you know, if you want to put it this way, you know, celebrity status, um, in Christianity, even within our own churches. And I'm not even talking about the quote unquote big wigs that, you know, in Christianity, I'm just talking about within our own church. Mm -hmm. Um, if somebody, you know, is on platform, then, you know, we look at their accomplishments more so than somebody who's serving the coffee. And that's just, that's not what God intended. We've got to stop it. Exactly. We got to stop viewing people that way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know you asked some questions this week on social media, and I would love to hear just a few of those things as we go into this and we talk about our worth in Christ. Yeah. 
So one of the things was if you dressed differently, you were looked down on or depending on the job you had, like you just said, your, your calling or your gifting or where you were serving and what family you were in. Mm. Unfortunately, there's, there's hierarchy or cliques that make people feel like they're less than other people or college degrees or whether or not you could play piano. Because that, yes. that was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Back in the denomination that you and I both grew up in, um, that, was, that was a big deal as far as you needed to be able to do A, B, and C. And, and the quote-unquote, the girls that could do that, they were the ones who were going to find the right guy. Right. <laughs> a little prosperity gospel for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Another one I remember was um, the different sizes of family, depending on, you know, what was considered more biblical or more godly, whether it was a small family or a big family. Another guy that mentioned something was his wife was a what he described as a uh, self-thinker, and he was treated as if he wasn't leading his home well. Mm. And... I've actually heard that sentiment echoed from uh, for a few years. Like people, if they they're not exerting it or looking the part for whatever people think they should be looking, as far as a family or the structure of their home, they're they're looked down on. So okay, when you say she's a self thinker, break that out a little bit more. Sure. So if if the woman was allowed to make decisions on her own or he wasn't calling all the shots um, dogmatically, then it seemed like she was calling those shots. And it was just an assumption made that uh, if she could make decisions on her own without deferring to her husband, she was a self thinker and she obviously wasn't submissive was the, what was insinuated towards this family. Wow. 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 You know, and you know, you're right. That's like, that is across the board. And can I say this that besides the fact that that's, that's incorrect thinking, I've heard that. I've heard that. In fact, just this week, I teach Bible study once a week to um, a, a rehab center in our area. And I just love it. It's like one of the highlights of my week. And one of the girls got really excited about the Bible study today or, or that day. And she came up to me and she, she was just super excited. And she was mentioning this and this. And that really spoke to me because I listened to a message last night that blah, 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 blah. And she said, I'm sorry. I know. Like, I get really excited about stuff and I'm a lot. And I looked at her and I said, do not apologize for being a lot. Mm. You are who you are. I said, Girlfriend, I love the fact that you get excited about things and, and, you know, your enthusiasm that that's awesome. But I understand that because early in our marriage, I felt like I needed to calm down and be a different person now that I was married because Emily, you and I've met, I'm a lot. You know, and I think I told you straight up, we were first meeting, like, I'm a lot. This is me, you know. Um, and for a long time, I quote unquote apologized for that mm. and tried to calm down and be this different person. 
So it's interesting hearing you say that about your personality, how you felt like you had to play it small or be something that you were not. Because some other group of people that I heard from was introverts. They felt like they were not good at evangelizing or greeting people and felt like they had to come out of their shell more and like our whole society is pressuring them to be more of an extrovert than they are. So I think the point is no matter what our personality is, there's this tendency and this temptation to feel like we weren't, we're not as good as someone else. Yeah. And of course that's the enemy. And sometimes the enemy speaks straight to us. And unfortunately, sometimes he uses people to speak those things over us. Right. And the only other one that I wanted to kind of mention, and I think this will be its own podcast episode, like we've talked about, but Mm -hmm. people of color and Mm. other and minorities within our country have felt less than and which is crazy yeah. to me to when you really think about it, uh, that people feel less than whether it's the, because of their personality or their nationality or their color, but all of those things are God given. That's how right. we've been wired and created. And God has so such creativity, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 And, and, and I, I just want to say this real quick. I have such beautiful women of color in my life that have just really kind of brought me along and I'm wonderful, godly women, uh, young, younger than me, older than me that I'm learning a lot from. And I don't want to in any way, shape or form equate. I don't want to equate what they've gone through with Mm. me feeling less than, um, as a woman in church or, or whatever. Right. Um, And that's, that is another episode that you and I have already talked about Mm -hmm. Um, God's image bearers. And like you said, we're all created, all created equal. And, and unfortunately in our country and in other countries because of nationality, because of color, people have been treated horribly, horribly, horribly. Mm -hmm. We are going to talk about that at some point. Yeah. I'm really glad you made that distinction because it's not the same struggle. I'm just amazed at how many different ways we can feel uh, less than. Right. So one of the things that even just this week was really fun for me, I am now reading out of a CSB and I was reading through First John, which has been one of my favorite books for the last couple of years. I just can't get out of it. But reading through it in the CSB for the first time, what really stood out to me was the reference to brothers and sisters and mm-hmm. sons and daughters. Because in oh. the version that I have always read, it's just been sons or brothers. Right. Now, you know, if you, if you, and I don't, I can't read Greek and Hebrew. <laughs> like, uh, you know, some people I know can. I know uh, Melissa Moore, um, Beth Moore's daughter, she actually reads her Bible in, in Greek, you know, so, but that original term didn't just mean brothers, didn't just mean men. It, mm-hmm. it meant, you know, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters. So right. I love the fact that 
that the CSB has has um, translated that well. Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of a a little gift this week. Yeah, it was a blessing. Some people call it a God wink. I don't mm-hmm. know how I feel about that, but I I think <laughs> sometimes you know um, is just like he revealed that to you, mm-hmm. right? You know. God's word is alive and active. And so every time we open it, mm-hmm. doesn't mean the meaning of the verse changes, but something can be revealed to us that we've not seen before. And mm-hmm. I love that, that right. you shared that. The other thing that kind of spurred this conversation on was when I heard someone mention the difference between the definition of complementarianism versus egalitarianism. And we have had quite a few requests for us to dive into that. And mm-hmm. we don't feel like that's where we're led to talk about. Um, and there's a lot, been a lot of chatter, like you mentioned, over the last mm-hmm. year or two about what people believe and what, what is a woman's role and what's her place. But when I actually heard the definition of these two, it was helpful to me because yeah. to, to simplify it down, egalitarian believes that men and women are equal in value and in calling. So they could have the same mission within the body of Christ, right. where complementarians believe that men and women are equal in value and different in their roles. And when I heard that, I went, wait a second. I thought I was raised complementarian, but I was not. And it takes the fear out of people who might identify with either one to realize that I was actually raised in a sexist, misogynist um, Mm. ideology. Yes, girl. Yeah, yeah. That's That's a whole different, that's a whole different can of worms and I think that's more of what we're, you know, getting into today of being made to feel like less than my husband and I were talking last night and he talked about being image bearers and being created equally. And, and yet he said, there are men and have been for years that um, put their wives or other women in the church in a subservient role. And he was like, Eve was created to be a helpmate, not a subservient citizen, to complement each other, to be there for each other. And, you know, and like I said in our last episode, they walked with God together. It wasn't like, God walked with Adam Mm -hmm. and then came back to the tree where they would sleep. And then he gave to Eve what God had told him. That's so good. That's not how it worked, girl. That is not how it worked. It's not like he gave this special revelation to to Adam and then Adam went and preached it to Eve. Man, that's good. Yes. (laughs) No, he didn't. So I think it's just helpful to be reminded that either way you believe, like you can believe that women are of equal value. Like, well, we should, because that's the way God created everyone. Right. So that just takes the fear out of it for me. 
Um, so yeah. we can have this conversation without wondering what camp are you going to fall into? It doesn't, that's almost doesn't matter. <laughs> we're just, we're of equal value. So if people take anything away from this episode, I just want you to remember you, your position in Christ because he died for you. Mm-hmm. Let that be the testament of your worth. And he didn't die for you when you were good. He didn't die for Mm. you when you were working really hard. He died for us while we were sinners. He knows everything about us and still wants to be with us. He fully knows us and still wants to be with us and paid a great price to redeem us. That's what we can walk in. So if situations in your life or make you feel less than, you can remember who you are in Christ first. And I think when we talk about our giftings and callings, it's so important to remember that, like you said earlier, one is not greater than the other. It's like, are we walking out what God has put in our path, in our wheelhouse, like Mm -hmm. um, staying in our own lane? Because each of our callings has unique beauty for our giftings and for our life situations that we don't have to shrink back and be afraid of stepping into exactly who we are because God right. didn't make mistakes. He, he created you the way that you are on purpose for right. a purpose. Right. And you know, there are, there, there's a lot of terminology out there, you know, that I've heard over the last couple of years, uh, between complementarianism and egalitarianism. Um, and I've heard, you know, I've got, I've got friends that are, are on both sides. And then you've got hard complementarianism and soft complementarianism. And then, you know, the whole, the whole thing. Um, and in no way do I want anybody to think that, that we don't value women's call in the body of Christ. In, in in less than so we're just saying that we want to maybe focus on the the worth of each individual and um, not that we may not ever get into that conversation but it's just not where we wanted to go today right <laughs> but can I say this you know as as we were talking about women's worth and people feeling less than and we we are all made in the image of Christ. Imago Day, mm-hmm. and we've heard the words Imago Day a lot over the last couple of years, which is a good thing. We were made in the image of God. Everyone, now for for those who have asked Christ into their heart, which is just the beginning of the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. For those who have asked Christ into their heart, then our path is to become more like him and bear his his image well. Mm -hmm. But it's through the gospel and through what the Holy Spirit does in our lives that brings that more like Christ along. It's not something that we work at Mm -hmm. because if, if we could work at it, and I think, Sometimes when we do try to work at it, that's when we feel less than because mm. we feel like we're not yes. measuring up yes. to some standard. And that standard wasn't set there by 
Christ, the standard was set by, by others. So I was reading several articles this week. And one of the articles that I, that I read was um, about how in, in the Old Testament times, in the New Testament times, that, that there was a lot of um, patriarchal things that took place a lot of patriarchal, I guess systems is a better word that, that God never intended. Mm. Okay. Uh, a couple of yeah. years ago. Yeah. A couple of years ago, um, I sat in the service on, on a mother's day and, and heard the pastor talk about, um, several women in the Bible. And he wasn't talking about all the, the quote unquote, good girls of the Bible. The picture perfect. The, yes. Or the ones that did this or that. He, he talked about the woman at the well. He talked about Rahab. He talked about mm. all of these women and their worth in Christ. It was beautiful. I, I got teary through most of the message, but he talked about the fact that God's initial intention for Adam and Eve was for her to be um, a suitable helper because he had already created, you know, the, the animals and, and I love this, the controversial word suitable helper in verse 18 of Genesis chapter two have traditionally been taken to imply a functional subordination of the woman to the man as part of God's design in creation. But this interpretation is increasingly being rejected, which is a good thing because it's interpreted incorrectly. And he says, in the fall, the utter goodness of this primeval human pair quickly turns into rebellion. The serpent coaxes the woman to eat forbidden fruit and her husband in a conscious disobedience follows suit. And then God begins to talk about all three of them, you know, but we focus on the woman and, and what's going to happen to her. And for those who see hierarchy in Genesis, Genesis chapter two, what was intended to be fully harmonious will now deteriorate because of the fall. Mm. So it was not God's initial intention. And he said, Old Testament culture was overwhelmingly patriarchal. Women were valued most for their roles as wives and mothers, as bearers and rearers of children because of the importance of having children to preserve the family line and inheritance. And barren women were particularly disgraced. Mm -hmm. On several key occasions, God miraculously intervened to overcome that barrenness. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he just goes on to talk about, um, the woman's role. And he talks about Proverbs, the Proverbs 31 woman, (laughs) and that passage has been taken out of context so much. And women have just walked in like, Oh, I just want to be the Proverbs 31 woman or, or, you know, um, I'm just never going to measure up. And and that passage, I've heard messages where it's been wielded to women that, you know, 
if you're not measuring up to the Proverbs 31 woman, then you're not completing your husband. Mm, Ooh, I can't believe I did. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> uh, I have had the temptation to find my worth in how my house looks or how I'm doing as a mom. And when we tie our value to our performance in any area, we're, we're bound to feel defeated. And less than. And less than. And unworthy. Right. And so it goes back to a comment you made about the gospel. Those ups and downs, those I'm doing real good today. And, oh, man, I, I haven't even, I haven't checked off anything off my list. And my, look at all the dishes in my sink or look at the mess that I have in front of me or all the tasks that I haven't got done. We feel so defeated. And Jesus takes our failures and our wins and we can have success and victory and feel value because it's not based on what I'm doing. So we can get rid of that up and down. Um, I'm on top, man, now I'm on bottom feeling. Right, right. And I'll just tell you, most of the time, there are not dishes in my sink. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) Tell because it. my husband keeps the kitchen clean. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably going to kill me for saying that. <laughs> my husband keeps the kitchen clean. I, I will put dishes in the dishwasher, but I just, and I enjoy cooking when I have the groceries in the house, but, and I'm sure I'm going to get ragged. Oh, for this, but, <laughs> but my husband came from a house of four boys and his mama, whom I adored, taught all four of those boys, um, you know, to clean the kitchen and this and that. And, you know, early on in our marriage, we really struggled because we, we came in with certain expectations, you know, because back when Mm -hmm. I got married, (laughs) there wasn't a a whole lot of in the, in the environment that we were both raised in. And I'm stumbling over my words here because I'm trying to talk too fast, (laughs) but (laughs) Um, in the environment that we were both raised in, there were a lot of expectations going into marriage, but there wasn't a lot of transparent conversation, you know, about what it it will look like. So it took us a while, but like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I keep saying, that's another podcast, but, <laughs> but I was just teasing that there aren't dishes in my sink because, um, because Bobby keeps the kitchen clean. <laughs> and you know, I think we can laugh about that and enjoy it. And I'm yeah. I'm sure people will feel uncomfortable <laughs> with that. Um, but I think it lends a lot of freedom to other people. So I'm glad you mentioned it. Just you don't <laughs> have to be all the things all the time. You just don't. Right. Oh my goodness. I I saw something on social media this week that blew my mind. Somebody, somebody brought out their notes or a sibling's notes from when they were in a Bible college about, did you see that about the things Mm -hmm. that, um, make that will make them a good wife. And it was a class in college that they took about how to be a woman of completion or to complete her husband or just to yeah. be a woman of God. 
And I read through that and Bobby read through that. He's the one who brought it up to me. He's like, did you read that stuff? And he's like, oh man, he goes, that's the kind of stuff that makes women feel like they are less than men and subservient and subordinate. And he's he's like, that is never what God intended. Mm -mm. And anyway, I just had to say that. Oh my goodness. Those things that were highlighted in that person's notes is like, and people were saying, is this for real? Like this didn't really happen. Right. Yeah. And it, it did. And those things were said about, oh gosh, I can't even remember some of them, Mm-mm. but it blew my mind. A friend of mine once said, who am I to think that I can complete a man that Jesus needs to be complete? Yeah. Not, that's not, even, that's not our job. Like, yeah, I, but, but a lot of people were told that yes. that was their job. Right. I go back, I go back to the, um, the, uh, Jerry Maguire, the movie, Tom Cruise, is in and the phrase that women wanted to hear not women I shouldn't say women wanted to hear for years but it got quoted a lot where you know Tom Cruise's character like comes to his senses about how wonderful and valuable um this woman is in his life and he says the line you complete me you know and and we're yeah. all like oh Finally, you know, but we know that we cannot complete each other and we can't complete our husbands. That was not our calling. No, Jesus can. And that's absolutely that's where our hope is. Right. And our hope personally as females, we've talked about this before, secondhand spirituality. Mm. Um, we're a child of God. Holy Spirit lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit doesn't just live in my husband, but I mentioned Proverbs. 31, verse 10, an excellent wife who can find, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version, um, an excellent wife who can find, she is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. That line, the heart of her husband trusts in her, that's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. He, he trusts her. Hey friends, we are going to take a break for this week. Because this topic is so big, we didn't want to hold back. We decided to just split this episode up so that it wasn't too long. You can catch the second half of this conversation right here next Friday. And we know that there will be some of you who want to listen to the second half right away. We have decided to make it available immediately for anyone who becomes our patron on Patreon. That's right, we're launching Patreon and we're really excited to be able to invest more of our time and resources into the show by getting some support from our listeners. So for future episodes, you will get early access to them like 24 hours early. But for this week, since the episode is a two-parter, we are making it available immediately. You can head to patreon.com slash sisterseeker or you can click the link in the show notes below. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so at hello at sisterseeker.com. And if you're loving the show so far, would you consider leaving us a rating and a review? It's a small way that you can 
show your support for the show, but make a big impact in helping others find the show and getting it into more ears. We hope you guys have a great week and we will see you next Friday with the second half of today's conversation about your worth and your value.